Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Friday, December 8th, the Sports Gloss is back. You're out at a Christmas party right now. We know you are. We know you are. But guess what? We're here in Little Owl Studios putting out the quality content you so desire. Jamal Cox, Justin Kelly coming at you live or sort of live. <laughs> JC, how are you? I'm good. It's past my bedtime, but I'm happy to be here. Nice to see you. It's a, It's been a long week for everybody. I'm sure you out there listening and we thank you for listening. Appreciates that. But uh, we came together. We're making it happen, JC. We're um, we're banging flint stones together to make a fire. <laughs> Lord knows. Hopefully, we we get a little ignition here. <laughs> we keep doing it. It will work, right? We, it's a definition keep... of uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a definition of insanity. Anyway, here we are. Here we freaking are, JC. Um, Friday night feels so right. How's your week been, pal? Uh, the week's been terrible, but I'm I'm glad to be here with you because it's redemption. Is that too candid? Nah, I appreciate it. I okay. think everyone think everyone does. Let's let's as I pull in. No, you and I last week were um, sort of shiting on uh, the holiday spirit. As I pulled into Casa del Coxie here in a little L Studios. Lights were a flurry on the outside. I didn't really get the full tour like I normally do, but I saw some lights upstairs, some lights downstairs. Yeah. How are we feeling? Uh, don't oversell it, but how are we feeling on the Christmas spirit, pal? You know, the triumvirate this time of year. Scrooge, Grinch, me. <laughs> well, I thought you guys are three of the same. <laughs> Might as well be. No, things are good, man. The tree went up Today. Today. It's- today that's fun though i like that yeah yeah i came I home no pro- i got a, no problem with that jc yeah i came home from a uh sojourn to the mall which i could talk about but don't want to talk about don't go to the mall by the way if you're listening at Ever. home don't Ever. go to the mall yeah. this time of year just stay the hell away yeah and i had to go to the mall i had to get a passport photo taken i had to return a package i came home my wife was putting up the tree and i was like okay that's happening that's fine it's good good time of year let's do that yeah and then December eighth, uh, it's allowed. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then we went out, uh, had dinner at the in-laws, and came back here. And I uh, just next thing I know, the kids were decorating the tree. I didn't do a damn thing, and the tree's done now. So that's good. You sat back in the corner, sat back in the cut, and had a cold glass of bourbon and just watch it unfold, or what? <laughs> no, I was in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes daddy you were in the bathtub. Sometimes daddy needs a reset, and I had to take a little Epsom salt bath. This is <laughs> way it. too much I information. It. I love it. But I, I took a bath and uh, watched the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, mainly Draymond, blow a lead and uh, your OKC uh, Thunder win. And then I came out, and voila, tree was up. Tree was up ornaments there and uh just to, just to clarify good. and again no judgment so you hop in the hot bath a piping <laughs> hot bath with the epsom salts yes sir and the and your the other three members of your immediate family they decorate the tree while you're in there and, and you come out and the trees up and and holiday spirit is in full effect is that how it went down when you say it like that i'm the asshole 
but yes. No, no. No, yes, no. That's how it went down. Um, and we're... What? <laughs> that's incredible, by the way. Kudos to you. Is this... Are we dealing with a real tree or do we do we pull a, a fake tree out of the, the garage every year? And again, to each their own. Fake tree. That's right. Run it back. Yeah. We used to do the real tree. Used to go... I mean, there have been times in my life I would go and actually like, cut a tree down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things of that nature, but... Can't cut a tree down in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of an efficiency point of my life. So we uh, we got the recycle. We try to be green, you know? Yeah, try, try to, to be green, yeah. Recycle, reuse. Uh, so yeah, we bring bring it back. That's what I grew up with, too. Shout out to Milton and Marilyn. We just used to just bring out the one, just kind of assemble by color. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Stack it up. Stack it up. Oh, that's, that's right. That's great, man. Shout out to Milton. Hope he's doing well. Yeah, he's all right. Excellent, excellent. It is. We are waiting. A couple weeks ago, we were sort of hating on the holiday season, and now here we are, almost mid-December. We we do have to roll with it, JC. You and I aren't Christmas people. That's right. But we have to kind of... We're knee-deep. We got to just... At this point, there's no turning back, right? Advent calendars, Christmas movies, the whole bit. Any, any Christmas movies uh, get down in the Cox household in the last couple of days? Anything spring to mind? You know what? We did watch Home Alone recently. Kevin! Yeah. Kevin! Yeah. 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 Um, I love Home Alone. I'll allow it. Catherine O'Hara, Canadian. Uh, Good great. Canadian, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, you know, I could talk Home Alone for a long time. It's one of my favorites. And we will maybe in the next couple of weeks, but go on. Yeah. It was one of those things where it kind of just happened organically because it, it wasn't- Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> it wasn't one of those premeditated conversations like is this the year like it yeah. just kind of happened we yeah. were just like yeah. oh yeah like home alone and we started watching it and we we're like you know this is real slapsticky like this is the only time in a movie you would see joe pesci get played like a fiddle yeah, yeah. you know take a crowbar in the chest yeah yeah can we just by the way just take a second just like joe pesci like the fucking like quintessential gangster yeah. like it's just getting like yeah. slapsticked all over the place yeah. in that movie by and like killing it and Macaulay Culkin yeah anyway um we watched it the kids loved it it's, it's right at casino there. one of my favorite movies where Joe Pesci is like a, a scene stealer in every scene oh yeah. yeah do I make you laugh yeah yeah is that funny to you yeah <laughs> yeah from that to to home alone I guess you got to pay those bills though right need dun, that dun, summer dun, home dun dun but yeah you know it's a fun movie chris columbus chicago suburbs there was like a whole genre there like there's a like a john candy um another canadian just popping in there like you speaking of have you learned the canadian anthem yet here it is here it is is. i got a couple of pals lit me up in the uh in the dms and the text messages after our last app where are we on the anthem those who can't by the see. new year by the new year do we have a couple of verses for those who can't see right now i'm uh taking a long pull of my beer <laughs> so that's a no hard no well let's let's i think we need to have that don't we now as a permanent yeah. resident hey. what's it what's the timeline on that next week how about this next week you and i you'll yeah. sing an American national anthem and I'll sure. sing the, the sure. Canadian national anthem. I can't wait. So and and the listeners too. Uh while we're talking Christmas movies, you know what's a hit in my house these days and is a sneaky great flick? What's that? It's the new Grinch. The new Grinch cartoon. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? No, no. Oh, it's really good. Is this the one with Tyler the Creator does like some of the soundtrack? Pharrell. 
For, yes, for, and for yes, Virginia Beach native. That's right. He does the whole soundtrack. Okay, yeah, it's I seen re- it. it's really good. It's mm. really good. We've that's been on blast in my house. I I recorded it on uh, DVR TiVo, whatever the kids say nowadays, and that's been that's been in constant rotation for the last eight days, and I like it. I like it. Now I'm a big Grinch guy. I appreciate the OG, but that I fuck with that new Grinch. I like I like it a lot. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it too. I mean, the Grinch is like my like raison d'etre this time of year. So. You got to catch the new one. Yeah, it's not a waste of time. Okay, cool. I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna seek it out now. Have you have we talking about my tree? Has your tree gone up? Hell no. <laughs> no. What's no. the what's the over no. under on the uh, time of year here? Are we talking like fifteen, sixteenth. I appreciate of the that your wife put it up on a Friday while you're in the bath. I think mine might do the same in a week, minus the bath. So yeah, we got a little. I got a little more room to go. Maybe another week. I like to, you know, like anything. I like to come in late and leave early. <laughs> <laughs> do you fight the tree? No, I don't situation? fight it. No, no. Okay. I don't fight it. Is it a? Um, I just don't push it. Got it. Reusable, or do you go out and and get a fresh cut? No, nah, I like to go into the fields and bring my axe. Yeah. Cut down a pine. Nice. Nice Norwe- Norwegian pine. No, man, no. I buy some shitty fucking tree from a grocery <laughs> store like an idiot. <laughs> sappy. Sap. A sappy idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's yeah. good. No. I'm. Uh, uh, it's good. It's all. It's all good. Do you have a favorite ornament that you guys? No, use? stop. No, stop. No, <laughs> no, stop. Stop. No. We have a random ornament that I don't know how it came into the uh, tradition unfold, but every year there's an, like a half cut, like a cross section of an avocado. I like that. Yeah, kind of just you know moves away from the 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 spirit of the season it just reminds you that like you need your fatty acids shout out out to your (laughs) mother-in-law not fatty acids but you know what i mean yeah for sure avocado that's that's i like that i i like a i like a weird decoration on a tree i got no problem with that yeah angels be damned yeah let's keep christ out of christmas (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah for sure that's why i say xmas um, just things going on this week. One of the things that came to mind for me, when we talk about some parenting, talk about kids. I realized this week that we need a bedtime reset, JK. Okay. In my on. household. Okay. What I mean by this is we've just been kind of outsourcing it, which, but I mean, basically has been being lazy and just mm. saying, that's time. Mm. Go up. Brush I thought your you were bringing in a, another person to do bedtime. Oh, I, I bring another body to go upstairs and put the children to sleep. If I ever hear, hit like the mega millions in like the U.S. Yeah. Night nurse. They call that a night nurse there you in go. the U.S. I'll have a, a person that I just yeah. like, hey, yeah, clap my hands twice or something. And yeah. then next thing I know, kids are asleep. But the, the thing is, we get a lot of false starts, let's say, where it's just kind of, you guys go up, do your thing. I was really dedicated, really into like a whole sense of routine, reading, the whole kit and caboodle when I was... A little bit younger the kids were a little bit younger and now honestly i got lazy with it i'll just be honest i got lazy with it yeah but as a result the kids just keep coming downstairs i'm trying to watch the game or do whatever <laughs> it is and then yeah. you realize man you know what it would just be worth the 10 or 15 minutes 
to just go upstairs and just do what you should be doing. And you're laughing at me and, and listeners are probably laughing at me too. And if you haven't caught on by now, episode 37, you probably think I'm the worst dad there is. I'm always, Stop. always kind of saying all these things. Part of it is a bit for the fun of the pod, but at the same time, I am quite vulnerable and, and, and do talk about how I really do things. And we, it's one of those things where like my kids have these moments where I'm just like, oh man, they're so mature. They're on top of their game. They don't need certain aspects of my influence. You know, right. And I just think, be independent. You guys go up. You can take care of it. Here's some, here's some space. Long leash. No. Doesn't work. They keep coming downstairs. They didn't go to basketball practice this morning, in part because last night when we sent them up, they kept coming back down. It's after nine, and next thing I know, this you know this morning when I wake up, just bags under their eyes. Mm. Just looked like they did not sleep. And I, was like, I didn't see him at hoops this morning. I was looking for both of them, as I do. Yeah, it's, it's a just general fail of, of, the, uh-huh. of uh-huh. everything my, last night. My second and third favorite players out there, I didn't see any of them. Yeah, I'm the one to blame. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll do the press Noted. conference. Noted. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to the principal about it. <laughs> All this is to say, I think that I've kind of slept on my duties, and I think that now I'm kind of reinstituting and I did this as tonight as well, just reinstituting, just kind of touching base, tucking them in, maybe not necessarily reading to them because they're reading on their own at these, this point of their lives, but just that kind of gentle touch and just saying, all right, it's bedtime. We wind down. We don't wind up. We chill out. This is the time. You're not coming down the stairs unless you have to use like the bathroom. It. I like it, yeah. And just getting back to it. I think you're right. What about you? What does your bedtime routine look like? And do you find that like you get some of these what I call false starts where it's like they go up and then the next thing you know, they're uproarious and you have to like kind of hit the rewind button. Good word, uproarious. Uh, Bedtime is a battle in my house. I mean, we've got one more than you guys do and it's it's a little bit delicate at times. The, the, The older two for me are at this point relatively easy generally speaking yeah the hard one for me is zebo the two and a half year old because she is um she is a she can be an ornery piece of business she don't say yeah she can be a little bit um she's a goer she's a goer like her mom and dad and uh she likes you know she's got a strict set of criteria to make sure that she rests easy so she can sometimes be a battle that she's Actually, you know, let's bring it back to the Christmas conversation a minute ago, JC. Last Christmas for my family sucked. The baby fucking killed it. Killed it. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. Killed the vibe. Yeah. Right? My partner and I, Kellen, were talking about this the other night. We were up at 5.30. Zadie was like, it it was a hard slog. Fast forward a year, little more sleep, little more time. I actually am almost looking forward to Christmas this year because there's there's a little more room to maneuver. And um, yeah, man, she's just a tough kid. In the morning, she's yelling. Like this morning and every day, she's yelling at her parents, I want my tea. I want my tea. 
which is uh, frothed milk in the frother with a, a little bit of honey on top, right? But she's yelling for tea at 6.07. By the way, that's quite the order. You're the barista in the house, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely I am. Absolutely every day. I want my tea, she says, <laughs> again, at 6.07. So, so if you have young kids, you know this. Every year in terms of sleeping and the comfort level gets better. So I am looking forward to that, JC. Your question was, what does bedtime routine look like? Generally speaking, it looks okay. It looks okay. I'm here now on a Friday night and uh, happy to be here. But yeah, man, three kids, two kids, one kid, eight kids. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work to your it point. Is. It is. And it's and it's never, I shouldn't say never, but when you think you've got it down. Then it changes. It changes. Or someone gets a cold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it all goes to shit. Exactly. Nothing like a cold to really just ruin the... Feeling comfortable? (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) That brings us to the Q&A. Q&A with J&J brought to you by... Santa hat. (laughs) You're an adult human being. It's December 6th. Why are you wearing a Santa hat? Why? Why? (laughs) Why? Come on, man. Or woman. Why? Anyway, can't teach taste, teach their own. (laughs) But, man, unless it's... We're talking Christmas parties parties earlier, Jamal, unless it's... Late, a little later in the season, in my opinion, I am home. I don't know if you can go Santa hat in early December, Jamal. Preach, preach. I'm with you on this. I saw a few strays. Can we not wear there. a toque? Can we not wear a toque? I'd take a crappy toque over a Santa hat every day of the goddamn week. Yeah. Those, those Santa hats in the pouring rain? I don't know, man. I don't think they wick the weather. <laughs> I'm with you on this. <laughs> So the Q&A with J&J this week. What is it? I want to set the table a little bit, a little bit of context. So Tuesday night, me and my family were out having a pizza at an establishment Mm. after the kids' uh, tennis lesson. Mm. And there was a... Busy guy. Busy family. Go on. Yeah. There was a guy and his, I'd say, daughter, college-age daughter and partner sitting behind us. And... He was, let's say, ostentatiously using foul language. Mm. What kind of language are we talking? Without saying it on the pod, because we got to stay in that category on Spotify and Apple. <laughs> Just some f bombs and mm. some some s bombs, you know. And those were audible to everybody at your table. Yeah, he was loud. He was just a loud. Don't like that guy. Almost kind of like doing it for show. Being and being loud for show. Yeah. He got a podcast? <laughs> that's where we, we come in. But the vibe I got was he was just kind of holding court and thought it was cool, even though he's in his 50s, just to drop a lot of foul language. Mm. And here's my thing, and I know I'm one of the more self-aware people I know. I'm neurotic, some would say. And I just think if you have a young family around you, you should be kind of 
conscientious of, of the language and things that you're saying in, in, mm-hmm. in a public space. Sure. Here's my question. Is it okay to tell someone at a restaurant to watch their language around your young kids? Yes, I think it is. Yes, I think it is. I think it's okay if said respectfully and considerately. I think it is. I'm with you. I don't like... I've been in situations where there's language set around my kids that I don't love. And um, I try my best to quell that if I can. I, I do. I, th- I do think it's okay to answer a question with a simple answer. Yes. Yes. I think it's okay. You turn around to said individual and say, hey, man, I had a couple of younger kids here. I know you think you're holding court here at Prima Strada on a fucking Wednesday. But guess what, pal? Guess what? Enjoy your your time with your people and your your food and your drink, but we don't need to we don't need to swear. You nailed it. I feel the same. I did not. I had that moral dilemma, and I just chose to walk away and just leave. I did give him a look. I gave him a, a passive aggressive stare because I'm Canadian now. Did yeah, you are. You are. Did um did your children notice the language? No, because that might be the delineation well, point, right? Like that might be the delineation point, right? That's like a good point. I will say my, I said no. And then my first inclination, but I don't know what they're internalizing. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where I noticed that it was a quiet point at one point in the conversation where we were all just munching on our pizza mm-hmm. and this kid was the kid. Sorry. The guy behind us was acting like a kid, but he was saying, that's a shitty, shitty, shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Like three shitties. Mm-hmm. And I was. Just I'll give like, you one. I'll give you yeah. one. And, and you got to buy the next two. <laughs> and then, like, my table was silent, and I, I got my back got up a little bit, and I was just like, "Do I? What do I do here?" Just yeah, this, understand. Do me. I want? I get that. I get fuss that. with this guy. Yeah. So, um, I didn't, but I gave him the the, the stare on the way out, and um. Wish I would have said something actually. So I was just kind of thinking about that, and that's the Q and A this week. But I think the I think yeah. the the barometer there is is what are what is are the language what yep. is the language and and you know how how is it being received by your party right right like I think that's that's the important part. But I'm with you, man. Like I don't like it. I don't like it when people say stuff around my kids that. You know, I know they've heard the words. I'm not saying they're totally naive to the words, but I don't. I still don't like it. No, I still don't like it. I feel like we still kind of have to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, it's one of those situations. So we kind of we didn't talk about it. We just kind of left and and did our business and shifted gears there. You did the old dine and dash? <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, my wallet did not. <laughs> My wallet felt the pain. Your your wallet felt shitty, shitty, shitty. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. But, hey, maybe next time if I run across a similar situation, excuse me, sir, I will address said situation. Let's take a break.
Welcome back to the Sports Gloss with Justin Jamal. We're going to talk a little bit of college football as we love to do this time of year. The big story, if you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, Florida State University goes 13-0, but they do not, I repeat, do not make the college football. What do you want me to four. do, Jamal? You want me to beat every team on the schedule? Okay. I did that. Okay, I did that. Check. Yeah. What else? Uh, I don't know what else. So that's where we come to. Do you think they were robbed, JK? Or do you think this was a, a good choice by the committee? This is close. This is really close. I don't feel they were robbed. The four teams, as mentioned, Michigan, Alabama, Washington, Texas, I think they're better than Florida State. I think they're better. Yeah. That being said, if I'm a Florida State alumni fan supporter, I am I'm totally aware that that, that butt hurt is legit. <laughs> I don't I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Deion Sanders at Colorado, he's feeling that. Yes. He's feeling that. This this is why this is why next year when they go from four to twelve, that's a great thing. That's exactly. a great thing. And to be honest, if I may, I, I don't like that they're going to twelve next year, Jamal. I wish they're going to eight next year. Yeah. I think eight is the magic number. I think twelve's too many. Yes. I like eight. That being said, next year there'll be more teams. This won't be a problem next year. There'll be other problems and situations next year that I will not enjoy. But but this won't be a problem next year. They say there's the Power Five. If you're a college football person or college basketball, men's or women's, you know Power Five, Power Five. Well, guess what? Only four teams are allowed. Yeah. Right? Great. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> There's some there's some intrigue around the the quarterbacks at Florida State. Number one starter, who's a great player, gets hurt. Second stringer comes in, he does pretty well. They get hurt. Third stringer, so like I don't love the college football committee sort of projecting what's going to happen in these games. I realize that's a, a gray area that is really funny. Yeah, but 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 I stand by what I just said. I think the four teams mentioned. Michigan, Bama, Washington, Texas are better than Florida State. That's my opinion. I wish Florida State could prove me wrong. Next year, they can. Yeah, the system's flawed is my take, but at the same time, I agree. These are the the top teams, and they deserve to be in the playoff in one sense. And then the other sense, if the letter of the law, the like strict kind of law-abiding version of myself says... Florida State did what they were supposed to do, like you said. They beat everybody. They beat everyone that was laid in front of them. Their conference, some would argue, is maybe not as strong, not as formidable as some of these other conferences. The ACC. But you know what? They went out, they beat LSU, they beat Florida, who are both teams in the SEC, who you know is the vaunted, kind of lauded uh, conference that you know Alabama is representing, essentially. And it was, yeah. I think... I think what it came down to is like we cannot let the playoff happen without an SEC team. Yeah. And I think that they they looked at that and Bama's been on a run. Bama beats Georgia. But let's remember, JC, let's remember last week we talked about this. And if you're a college football fan, you know this. If that play, Alabama versus Auburn, 
Fourth and 34. Grave digger. The grave digger play doesn't come together. They don't, Alabama doesn't hit that sort of home run, Hail Mary in a sense shot. If that falls through, then this final four looks totally different. Yes, totally sir. different. Yep. Right? I agree. Yeah. So George there are those, mix. those cards are involved. Yeah, and Georgia's probably in the mix, right? Over FSU still. And let's talk about Georgia, and let's talk about Georgia. Georgia hadn't lost something. Don't quote me on it. I don't have it, but they hadn't lost, like, they'd won, like, their previous 38, 39 games or something absurd over the last two and a half years. That's fucking unreal. Yeah, the only team I think that Georgia's lost to in the last bit here has been Alabama, and that's over a course of three years or what have you. So I think that's what factored in, in part. But, yes... It's it's a mess, and like you said, next year we're it's a great mess. It's a great it's it's chaos, and we're moving into a larger pool for the playoff. And I agree that twelve is a bit too many. We have buy teams on a buy with the twelve. I think eight would have been the good number here because you look you start getting into twelves. You're looking at like undefeated Liberty. Shout out to uh, Southwest Virginia, but like shout out to Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Made it out of Mississippi and made something out of this. But they need college football needs. Yeah. College football needs. They need that element as I get deep. They need that element of what makes the NCAA tournament, the the, the men's and women's NCAA tournament so wonderful is that St. Peter's, is that Gonzaga a few years ago. It's that that unknown getting hot at the right time and, and getting on a wave and riding it. And the NCAA football needs that. Yeah. They do need that. I want the small schools. I want the undefeated two lanes. Ooh. I want I want a Big West team, a Boise State. I think Boise State in one of their better years can beat anybody. I don't have a problem with that. All right, Statue of Liberty, let's go. That's that's right. That's right. So so I I want to open that up to everybody, but it's just a matter of sort of tempering that, right? No, I feel you. And you know what? One of the things I'll say here, and this is a nice little segue, talking about hot teams, Bama's the hot team, and they're facing your undefeated Michigan Wolverines. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And the question I have for you, is there a bit of fear? Is there a bit of fear of this Bama team? Yes, there's more than a bit. Briefly, Michigan Minute style here, tell me... How you feel? We, we're going to talk about this way more. We got three weeks. Yeah, I know. Too many weeks. <laughs> I wish it was tomorrow, actually. <laughs> I'll do this. What scares you the most about this Bama team? If you could just put it down succinct one minute, what scares you the most about them? Their defensive line? Yeah. Their defensive line is so athletic. And also, like, they're... I think I you know what not just their defensive line their whole defense period their their cornerbacks their safeties they're so strong they're so athletic every year Alabama puts defensive players in the NFL and I'm as you know I'm worried about JJ McCarthy's cognitive ability to read the defense and this like 
every and any Alabama defense is staggering, and I worry about that. I really worry about that. Now, he could prove me wrong with his athleticism and his ability to run and kind of make something out of nothing, and God, I hope so. I really hope so on January 1st. I can't wait to fast forward through all this Christmas bullshit and get to January 1st. I can't (laughs) wait. Can't wait. 2024. But that's what that's what worries me about Alabama is I mean obviously they're so well coached the, the yeah the entire defense worries me worries me and obviously they're tough as anything as I just said they beat Auburn on a crazy last second semi hail mary play they roll in. They roll into the SEC championships and they beat a previously undefeated Georgia in the last 38-39. They are hotter than a goddamn pistol. That's that's what worries me, Jamal. I hear you. Don't drink the Kool-Aid McKinstry. That's for sure. Yeah. So I want to look at the other other matchup as you move on. As you've dubbed it, and I'm sure other people have you dubbed it, the Sark Bowl, Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. University of Washington versus University of Texas Austin. What are your takes on this? This is this this looks like a juicy matchup for me. I gotta tell you, I forgot up until a couple days ago. I forgot about the Sarkeesian effect in all this. I forgot that Sark, the head coach of Texas, he may have as well. Yeah, yeah, well done. I forgot that not so long ago he was the head man at UW, then goes on to USC, little time in the NFL, then back to as an OC at Alabama. Like he's had a he's had a storied road. But it's kind of wild that Sark is back the head coach again, the head coach of Texas playing UW. Don't forget they met in a bowl game last year. Shout out to my guy 7-4. Don't forget they met in a bowl game last year. That's right. There's some yeah, there's, there's some, a lot of connective tissue. <laughs> for sure. I think this game is going to be... What do you think about it? I think it's going to be absolutely electric. I think it's take the over. I don't even know what it is. I haven't looked yet. We got Michigan-Alabama starting at like 217 Pacific local on January 1st. After that, we've got Texas versus UW, and I think it starts 545 local. And again, and again... Plan accordingly. <laughs> Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really good. I mean, both these teams can put points up. Texas has some injuries that we should watch from some playmakers. We'll talk a little bit more about this as we get closer to the date. But I am really excited about both of these matchups. Agreed. Yeah. What a move. Ricky on. Williams coming back for the Horns. <laughs> Ricky Williams is probably taking a bong hit right now. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't think light it up, light <laughs> it up. <laughs> the way things have been going, though, he might be trying to tack on a PhD and try to flex some extra eligibility. And that's a nice segue to what we got going on with... So Al- am I. <laughs> we have 1,100 players, when I last checked and you last checked, in the transfer portal. 1,100. Let that sit in for a second. Take a, take a breath. Uh-huh. 138, 139 Division I schools with football programs. Yeah. I'm going to quote my guy, Freddie Mercury from Queen, and say, mm-hmm. Is this real life or is this just fantasy? Now, someone like Ricky Williams, who's our age and played at Texas 15, 18 years ago, yeah. he, would, he would echo that and say, This can't be real. No. What do you mean? 
I can go somewhere else and make two million bucks. What? What? <laughs> I know. That's insanity. Yeah. How can that be? I, I might have someone doing my homework for me, but I got to pay them. <laughs> Out of my pocket. Well, you'll, couple, have, you'll have 15 money. An hour, 15 an hour to do something like that. You're telling me now that I I can go somewhere else and make a bunch of money and do what I want? Yeah. Strange days indeed. P-ball and books part two for a lot of these guys. It's crazy. This exists. I, it's just wild to me that we're in this this kind of wild wild west where it's like nil and transfer portal pew pew all these guys 1100 just... transfer portal pers- personas in this in the college football world now you wait till what it looks like and what it did look like a little while ago in men's and women's basketball it's gonna look like the same thing shout out to my guy hunter dickinson who yeah. left michigan to go to kansas what's the name of the young woman who went from um stanford to lsu to pair up with um angel reese i think you're talking about uh hilly May- van lith yes she's a washington girl she went from louisville i think i want to say i think you're right yeah so this is lefty the, you're right we love a lefty this is the new world of college sports like this is this is banana lens right like this really is you heard matt rule come out last week and say all these Afro. 100 transfer portal people matt rule the head coach at nebraska former head coach at jacksonville uh, carolina carolina yeah he says it's going to cost you 1.5 to 2 million dollars to get a qb right now. that's the nll nil marker right now it's going to cost you 1.5 to 2 million dollars to get a qb that's why these guys are moving around Right, and not only that, they're at least going to declare that they're open for business, and it, it might be a leverage play to go back to the school that they're at. Yeah, I mean, they might just hop on Tinder and see what who, who swipes left, and then that's you know, what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> go back to where they started from. But you know what? Uh, speaking to that, I want to just address two big, big names. That are in the mix here. A lot of names in the mix here I mean, today. We haven't even got to Shohei yet. <laughs> We're talking about that in a minute. But Kyle McCord, your boy, not really, just joking, from Ohio State. Don't call him Ryan. <laughs> well, he said, peace to Ryan Day. And you know what? I don't. I heard this week earlier that it was a mutual agreement, which always sounds bad. Especially, when, I think I think Ohio State asked Kyle McCord to leave. Well, when you've got a kid who really put it out there, and he's he's been at OSU his entire career. He's I don't know whatever nineteen twenty years old, and then they have a you know they lose to Michigan the game, and the next oh, thing you did know, they? yeah, huh. big time. Huh. The next thing you know, fuck this. <laughs> It's it's kind of wild. You wouldn't see a guy who went eleven and one in a season, and then he jumps in the portal and he's got a couple of years of eligibility left. Go to West Virginia or something. Yeah, who knows where he's going to end up? But I don't know, Penn State, wherever. But all I have to say is things are just crazy out there. And the same thing with Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. Yeah, they beat Texas, who's in the playoff. Yeah. You know, they have a they have a bad Oklahoma State game. They have a, a, a couple other bad games. And next thing I know, I mean, you heard it here on the sports class, but he might be your starting quarterback for the Oregon Ducks next year. I'm just putting that out there. Possible. Yeah. I mean, 
Mariota vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all that being said, <laughs> everybody's a free agent all the time. It's like it's like European soccer right mm-hmm. now out here. And again, I think it's great that these players are getting paid. Yes. I actually think it's great because the power structure in college football for so long, literally 100 years, was so obscure and and askew that it was it was quite troublesome. It was really quite troublesome. But college football still hasn't hit that. They've sort of corrected a little bit, but they heal. They still haven't hit their 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 sweet spot yet, right? Yeah. And I think that's coming in the next couple of years, where these players are going to be salaried employees of the university. Couple years, these players like are going to be salaried employees of the university, right? They'll have the choice between taking the NLL, NIL money or being employees of said university. That'll be their call. And bless their hearts, because for so long, all these athletes were, you know, were underfunded to say the least. And and thus all those stories of people taking briefcases of cash and cars from dealerships and all that wonderful, wonderful college football, basketball, men's and women's shit that makes it so great. That's now sort of semi above board. Again, it's an it's a new world, JC. That's right. I'm a businessman. Briefly, and I think I've asked you this before on Mike, but I'm going to ask you again and see if you have a better answer. Back in your day, would have been what would have been your NIL deal in, in E-Town? Mm. Mm. There's a little place we like to go to on Wednesday nights called Wooly Bully. <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken like some sort of uh, credit card situation there that would just let me... <laughs> Like, like, like kind of like a golden ticket or like a like a American Express Express black card kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like unlimited swipes. Yes. Yeah, that would have worked for me. Do that. they have shafts in Alberta? <laughs> Could you have a couple of shafts every no, time? No, but I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that jumps to mind. That nice. jumps to mind. Oh, man. So I want to jump to a few other things. It's award season in college football right now. And tonight, a few awards uh, were given out. But tomorrow, the biggest of them all is going to be given out. And that's the Heisman Award. You've heard of it? Heard of it. Oh, I see your pose. I see your pose. <laughs> so we're down to the final four in the Heisman as well. And we'll learn the fates of those young men around 5 or so, 5.30 or so, Pacific, yep. tomorrow. Yep. I'll be keeping my eyes on it. But How many semifinalists do we have for the Heisman tomorrow? We got. P.S., just because you win the Heisman Uh-oh. doesn't mean that you're going to go on to uh, NFL glory and substantial yes. riches and a wonderful life. I mean, uh, remember back to Nebraska's Eric Crouch, yeah, who for toiled as a backup, third stringer, practice teamer in the NFL, played in the CFL for a while. I remember as a Montreal Alouette. God, I'm sure as shit he's selling insurance in Chicagoland area right now. <laughs> I I, bet I'm, so. I'm sure he is. Well, they came. He came. I think the Rams. I want to say when they were in St. Louis it tells you dates that. But I feel like they drafted him. They're like, yeah, we're gonna need you to be a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> like you just won the Heisman for playing as, quarterback. You just won the Heisman as the best player in college football, yeah. but we're gonna need you to change positions. Yeah, you've never caught a pass, but we're gonna make you. You cool with that? <laughs> Deuces. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So Heisman doesn't always predict uh, success to the next level, but at the same time, uh, possibly it will. And, And that's part of this little exercise or question process I have for you right here, my friend. So who is up for the Heisman tomorrow? Our guy, Michael Penix Jr. Mm-hmm. of the University of Washington, I believe most passing yards in college football this year. One, Bo Nix, older than Justin Herbert, maybe better? <laughs> Oregon Married Ducks. in college? He, well, good. he's been around forever. Wow. <laughs> good decision, question mark? Go on. <laughs> TBD. And uh, Jaden Daniels, LSU, uh, originally started out at Arizona State, party uh-huh. school, party school, party school, uh-huh. and then ended up at LSU and had a phenomenal year this year. Um, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Ohio. Maserati Mar. That's right. That's right. So here is the gamut of questions for you. Who will win? Mm. Who deserves to win? Mm. And who will have the best pro career of that bunch i've got mine delicious dish of questions (laughs) i love it you can tell me your trio or i can go first if you like if i had a vote if i had a vote i'm voting for michael Penix jr who may be the best pro i'm gonna take maserati marv i think me the might be the best pro what was the one in between who was who's gonna win tomorrow night in new york you know what? It might be Bo Nix. It might be Bo Nix. He had a great year. It's hard to say that that knowing that uh, Washington beat them twice, but golly, people are all over Bo Nix's jock as he rolled through the season. I'm going to take, if I had a vote on these three, Michael Penix. I think Bo Nix might win tomorrow. And Marv Harrison Jr. will be the best pro. I'm going to go very chalk to what you said, my friend, because uh, you, you know me well and we agree on a lot of things. I think Penix Jr. should win. I think Maserati Marv is going to have the best career. I mean, that is also, I will say, at the kind of fate of where he lands as a mm-hmm. receiver. Got to be in a good situation. Just like any player in any position in any sport, you got to be in a good position. Yes, sir. You said it well. So we'll see where he lands. I think he'll be a top 10, if not top 5. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, top mm-hmm. 3 mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. draft pick next mm-hmm. year. We'll see mm-hmm. how it all shakes out in the NFL. Crazy rumors about Maserati Marv at Ohio State if you're in the Twitter sphere. If you want to look at some crazy shit. Check out some of the um, the obscure NIL references to Marvin Harrison Jr. It's out there, man. He can make as much money at Ohio State next year as he could in the NFL. Apparently, again, internet conjecture. It's all mm-hmm. hooey-gooey-booey, but <laughs> damn. And, you know, he comes from money, I would think, at this point, with his dad having all that success being a Hall of Famer. I don't know their financial status, but I think that he's probably not want for money. Same with Caleb Williams, who's not in this mix, but won the Heisman last year. Mm -hmm. And not in the mix this year. Interessante. Yeah, that's another conversation for later in the year, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But I think Marv, possibly best pro career, Penix Jr., should win, but I think Jay Daniels. I'd be wins. okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I think they're gonna look at those stats. LSU did not. They're not in the uh, you know 
they're not in the the final floor here that we alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. But I think that he had some great, huge, big numbers. Bo Nix for me kind of gives me these like Jalen uh, Hurts vibes, whereas Penix, I've talked to you about. I think he's kind of a Tua lefty, very accurate. Mm-hmm. Bo Nix very mobile. Mm-hmm. Nix had a handful of interceptions, a ton of touchdowns this year, and I can see an angle for it, but I don't see the committee or whoever's voting looking at those two losses to uh, our UW Huskies and feeling we can give it to this guy. They shouldn't. They shouldn't, but I could be wrong. I think Penix runs the table, goes undefeated, clutch, most passing yards. I think that's the guy. But God damn, I can't wait till January 1st. <laughs> but I- Michigan versus Bama, <laughs> Washington versus Texas. Hey, now. Oh, it's going to be so good. I know, I know. Clearly, clearly uh, Give me New out. Year's Day over New Year's Eve every year, baby. <laughs> can't, can't, in the immortal words of Bart Scott, can't wait. Exactly. But that's what we got. That's what we think. And uh, we'll find out tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get this out here before that. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Let's take a break. Welcome back to Sports Class with Justin Jamal. Otani watch. What a date. <laughs> JK, on a scale of I don't give a fuck to Kawhi Leonard as a Raptor, how do you feel about this Otani situation? I got to tell you, man, I was so invested. Don't tell my boss. I was checking Twitter like literally like every hour on the hour today trying to get a sense of what was happening. And every sign pointed to all the baseball insiders, all uh, everybody of note who knows were like, this guy's on a plane. He's going from uh, he's he's flying from L.A. to Toronto and he's meeting with the Jays. Uh, Apparently, Kikuchi, a pitcher on the Jays, uh, going hearkening back to an old episode of the Sports Class. There was this rumor that he had this sushi restaurant rented out in Toronto that was going to be the landing spot for Shohei Itani and his family when they landed in Toronto post-contract signing. Again, Jay-Z, every hour on the hour, I'm checking Twitter today. My boss is pissed, I, and I'm and my my heart's in my throat, man. I love the Jays. The sound of the summer. Dan Shulman, Buck Martinez, my guys. You know how I feel about the Jays. I, I got Jays bumper stickers on some of my company trucks, and yet, and yet, like it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, of course he's not going to sign with the Jays. Why would he sign with the Jays? He's going to sign with the Dodgers or the Giants or the Cubs. Oh wait, 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 wait. He might. He might sign with the Jays. He's kind of a different dude. He makes different decisions. Yeah. Wait, uh, er, uh, oh my God, he's going to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays, Canada's team. Holy shit, this is going to happen. Euphoria in my loins. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Put on your thinnest turtleneck. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Late afternoon, four o'clock. There's there's people monitoring the 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 air traffic from California to <laughs> Toronto Airport, and and newsrooms are full of people looking at you're a, you've got your journalism degree from VCU. Shout out to the Rams. There's newsrooms full of people watching these airplanes leave California, LA, John Wayne Airport, and land in Toronto Pearson. Everyone thinks Shohei's on it. Mm -hmm. You know who it is? You know who's on the plane? Who's on it? 
Not Shohei Otani, the greatest baseball player of recent memory, come landing in Toronto into Canada to sign the biggest contract in North American sporting history for $600 million. $600. So that, as a Jays fan, you're like, what? No way this is going to happen. No way. But it is. But it is. Until the person on the plane is not Shohei. It's Dragon's Den member and AKA Shark Tank member, Mark Cuban's pal, Robert Herjavonich? Her, 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 Hergovic? Yeah. Apologies to Robert. <laughs> but he ain't Shohei. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a letdown, to say the least. The worst catfish since Manti Tails, girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Feels like it. Oh my oh, god. Is there god. an African prince who want, wants to call me? Is there a person <laughs> from China who wants my tax my business's tax number cuz I'll give it up. I'll give him up for show hey, JC. It's so a lot of a lot of teams. We'll see what happens over the weekend. Last, uh, next time we, you know, connect with you listeners, I'm sure like uh, there'll be a decision made and hopefully he's a blue jay for Justin Sanity, but might be a giant who knows if you watch dragon's den in canada you watch shark tank you know robert hajerovich whatever the cat's name on the end is that's the guy in the plane who had no idea had no idea that people were tracking his whereabouts he lands in toronto the the media onslaught is on him and yes i believed it my work dead i'm following it like a motherfucker i couldn't believe it robert hajerovich is he a rower from cal (laughs) also yes also, yes, well done. Shout out to the Cal Men's Crew, 2023 National Champs. Nice. <sighs> we'll stay. We'll Hope stay. Springs Eternal at 10 a.m. Things happen quickly in the world, sporting world. Golly. <laughs> we'll stay in the, the vicinity here uh, within the, the nation of Canada. And, and we'd want to talk a little bit about one of uh, Canada's greatest uh, to ever do it, and that's Christine Sinclair said uh, adieu this week. Swan Song had the nationally televised game in Vancouver, kind of uh, her backyard. Against- you watch any of that? Did I watched watch a little that? bit, actually. Yeah. yeah. I got to give uh, I got to give credit to TSN now. All these stations are looking for um, something to program. They're looking for programming, obviously. But I thought they did a really nice job. BC Place, where you know I went to watch the Whitecaps. I liked how they changed it to Christine Sinclair Sinclair Place. I like how TSN handled it. A lot of alumni of the Canadian Women's National Team. They had, after the game, they had players, coaches. I liked how they handled it all, man. They gave her credit. She's the greatest international goal scorer of all time, men's or women's. It, it, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, she wears number 12, and I saw that December 12th will be Christine Sinclair Day. And why does she wear number 12? Oh, I don't know. Why? Well, let's go back two minutes. She wears it because her favorite athlete growing up was Roberto Alomar, number 12, the second baseman of the Toronto Blue Jays. Robbie. Robbie. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's why she wears number 12. That's really cool. It is. And, And I think it's really cool. And as was stated in that programming is that all these young girls, especially, but boys too, like 
there's a new number 12 and there's as you as you and i've talked about before we're talking about representation and her wearing number number 12 and getting all this acclaim and rightly so is very fucking neat to me and i and um i'm into it jamal it just came through to me how classy she is dare i say to you as a new canadian how canadian she is yeah she was always looking to pass the buck all her teammates are warming up in sinclair warm-ups number 12 sinclair jerseys jerseys and she's she throws on not her own she throws on her teammates and longtime friends sophie schmidt's jersey because it's also her last game but nobody really cares about her because she's not the goal scorer she throws on her friend's jersey and and has a laugh at it, and I think that's really great. If you watch that game, she she was so happy to be there. She was so intense, but she didn't cry. She didn't get carried away. She gave credit where credit was due, and you could see when you watch her the the highlight packages of her scoring goals. You know what stood out to me, JC, which doesn't get stressed enough these days, is her goddamn competitive fire. Yes. You score, you win. I can score. I can make us win. Her face, she's an absolute bulldog. Her will to score just just rung through. And she's been there for 20 years. She's the same age as I am, JC. A couple years younger than you. It's incredible. <laughs> she shows up the next night at the Canucks game. You can tell she's having fun. Looked like a drinking uh, gin and tonic in her hand. She's having a good time. All credit to Christine Sinclair, the way the Canadian um, Soccer Federation handled that. I thought it was great. I watched that with my daughter coming home from basketball on Tuesday night, and I thought it was super cool. I was into it. I, well, well done. No, that's great. I'm really excited. That was a nice... Uh nice synopsis of things and she's done playing international soccer yes. she will go back and play for the portland thorns the preeminent team in the nl nwsl the women's league uh you know and as you know i'm gonna say shout out to McMinimans. <laughs> your favorite town in the u.s for sure absolutely <laughs> staying in the women's game but a different sport caitlin clark made some noise this week she dropped 35 the other night and eclipsed the 3,000 point mark of career points, which is significant. We talked a lot about Caitlin Clark last year. And her, we'll talk about her more going forward as we get closer to the the heart of the matter in college basketball season. For sure, the these this phrase comes to mind when I think of Caitlin Clark: limitless range. Oh God, she can sling it anywhere inside half court. It's on. You sent me a clip the other day about green light. Yeah, just from the hash mark on the run, just putting it up and nothing but net. And she's a joy to watch. It's fun. We wanted just to tap in and just say, get excited. Caitlin Clark season is about to start as well. I would need I need more Caitlin Clark on my TV. I think it's I coming, need, man. I need more. I need more. Yeah. I think it's coming, though, for sure. I think. I hope so. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of her her final year at, at Iowa. You would hope so. I yeah. mean, it makes total sense. Yeah, for sure. And like, I think you know, next year, not to get too far ahead, but she's going to be in that Sabrina and Eskew vibes kind of thing. Well, it's exciting. The future's bright for women's uh, women's basketball, and as well, just want to talk about Angel Reese for a minute. 
she kind of she missed what the four games with LSU. I think it was kind of messy, like a Kim, little bit messy. Kim Mulkey wasn't really leading on to what was going on outside of uh, the lines on the court. I don't think Angel was um, working her bedazzler properly. <laughs> she steps back on. She she does you know pretty well. They get a dub. They started off the season really bad. Everybody thought LSU was going to be like the the best like women's basketball team ever. They get the Haley Van Lith transfer. They Thank get a lot you. of people coming back. Angel Reese. It it hasn't been all roses, you know. So every rose has a thorn. It's a <laughs> it's a long season though. It's a long season for sure. And we'll see how things shake out. And we just want to start teasing a little bit of these uh, these bits and pieces as. Uh, Things kind of unfold. Excited about college basketball as we move through college football. Moving on to the NHL, JK, your Vancouver Canucks. They are. I wouldn't say it's it's a love affair. More of a lusty venture at this point. No, no, it's not it's not even lusty. It's um it's like a hard scrabble relationship that you've been in for so long you can't get out. It's borderline abusive now that I think about it. <laughs> You said every rose has its thorn. It is. Oh, hey, to, uh, every rose. It is, man. It's been a long haul. Yeah. But I yet, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. I'm still riding with the Canucks. Canucks beat the Minnesota Wild last night, the state of hockey. Nice to see that. A couple games previous, it was kind of cool. They had three Hughes brothers in, uh, in the game, the Canucks versus the New Jersey Devils. Again, as stated in two pods ago on the Sports Gloss, thanks for listening in your car. The best skater and the the best defenseman in the league is Quinn Hughes, right? It's Kale McCarr from Brooks, Alberta. That town smells like dung. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you really... Truth, truth. The second best defenseman in the league is Quinn Hughes. The way he dances on the blue line, he's still top five in in points in the league. And as a defenseman, he's unreal. Canucks are harder than a pistol. I love their their matte black helmets. Ooh. Their third jerseys are the best in the league. They should bring those back as their full timers. There we go. Canucks are buzzing. I'm into the Canucks. Just quickly for my friends in Alberta, uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, firing of the coaches, uh, deck chairs on the on the Titanic. Lo and behold, fast forward, Oilers have won six in a row. Back in the race. They, they have the aforementioned Connor McDavid, the best player that our eyes will ever see in our lifetime. The way he moves, he is so fast it's unbelievable it's wonderful to see Oilers are back baby Canucks are rolling hockey's in full in full tilt let's go love it and moving on from the highlights to the low lights yeah, we're gonna go shift on. to NBA quick hitters I love it let's go yeah best of the rest here as we move through the Detroit Pistons lost tonight which makes it 19. Losses on the truck. They've lost 19 in a row. Oof. What happened to Jaden Ivey? Great question. I don't know why he's not. What happened to Monty Williams? He signed seven years. Is he going to get canned in a couple weeks? I hope not. They're paying him a lot of money. He's got a lot of time left. This is year one or year two, JC? You tell one. me. Year one. Year Eight. one. He's got $72 million left. Good gracious, Ignatius. 
And there's a lot of Cade Cunningham hype that's been happening. And he's what happened to Cade Cunningham? I'm a putting, J- I'm a Jay Nivey guy, but I'll take Cade Cunningham. I think they're both. I thought that was the world's most exquisite backcourt. It was going to explode. Yeah, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran as well. They've sure. got guys. They've had. They've got one of the Thompson twins. They've got guys. It's just something's not working. I mean, and uh, obviously, if you lose 19 in a row, you're two and 20 on the season. They didn't win a game for the whole month of November. Yeah, we called it uh, Wovember. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. We did four pods in November. Two out of four were okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things ain't good in Motown right now, that's for sure. But you know where else things are kind of suffering? That's in uh, San Antonio. They're 16 in a row after tonight 16 in a row we got Wimbanyama but it's a it's it is a process and they've lost 16 in a row it just goes to show you have a, an absolute generational talent like a McDavid but on the basketball court and it actually doesn't matter one player one player does not make a team I was loving the the other pieces of the pie there in San Antonio but it goes to show it doesn't matter you can beat Phoenix twice in a matter of uh, days, but in the first week of the season, <laughs> yeah, but and not and not win, literally not win since <laughs> sixteen games. It's life. Away. It's life. <laughs> but someone who's been flourishing, and, and that's your guy, Shaden Sharp, and uh, Portland Trailblazers, London, Ontario zone. I spent eight months in London. What a city! Cobblestones and good food. That's my experience in London. In London, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that London's a party town. Yeah, yeah. They turn up. Should have sure. went to Western. Yeah, Western would have been fun. I like purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah, they should have offered me a little bit, a little basketball rub. I should have applied. <laughs> a little nil. A little nil. A little early nil. <laughs> Osmos. I don't. I don't think they were interested. <laughs> Their loss. No Osmos. Uh, chicken on the rocks. For hey you? now. Hey now. <laughs> Shaden Sharp. Last four games. That Portland team we mentioned it last week, Scoot Henderson kind of hasn't de- developed as strong, yeah. but hasn't quite shown himself yet. Early, early, we're talking about a 19 year old kid. But Anthony Simmons, uh, the other pieces there, DeAndre Ayton. I like Shane Sharp. Last four games, Shane Sharp is playing out of his mind. He seems like they're kind of pressing him into a focal point shout out to my guy uh mr big shot chauncey the head coach there i like i like shane sharp i love a guy from um from canada a place that i spent some time in a, in london ontario getting a chance and goddamn Shaden shark can jump out the gym looks like jamal cox in grade nine hey you read my mind the other day actually briefly i was uh playing tennis and we were as we were like warming up to play tennis, a random guy comes up to me. There are some kids playing basketball. He says, are you Shaden Sharp? <laughs> I could only wish. Uh, there are some kids playing basketball adjacent to where we were, and this guy just comes up to me, older guy, and he just says, you ever dunk? And out of I, nowhere? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And I was just like, yeah, I used to be able to dunk a, you know, a women's ball or a volleyball. Sure. Just because I honestly am I'm, I'm, you know, five ten on a good day, yeah. and I couldn't really get up there yeah. unless I had a run and start baseline, left baseline, and um, yeah. And he just like start telling me how like uh, could he, he 
No, he couldn't. But he just he just like was just reverent about the aspiration of being able to dunk. Mm. And then I just you just talking about Shaden Sharp who just flies easily. <laughs> like dunk on a 12-foot hoop. And it's it's wild. Some I only dunked. Built up. I only dunked a couple times too, but I hold those memories strongly. Oh yeah, as you should, man. There's a new segment I'm working on here, and I'll just pilot it out here to uh, a few of our just a pilot. <laughs> a few of our faithful listeners. I'm talking to you, sports glossers out there, and that's what I'm watching this weekend. And this is just a kind of a tour of things I'm watching for this weekend and things that I'm excited about as we move into Saturday, December 12th. Literally literally minutes away. (laughs) Literally minutes away. And I'll take that as a cue. So (laughs) (laughs) You should. In-season tournament, it's been great, and it's culminating tomorrow. And what I want to talk about briefly here is I'm on board. We've been joking around about it. The floor has been, like, terrible, really egregious difficult to look at like do we care about these games don't we care about these games and you know what yesterday i started to care and tomorrow i really care indianapolis is playing the lakers lebron gives all the fucks this is going to be an interesting game tyrese halliburton has been on fire 15 assists no turnovers i've done that multiple times this year He's been electric. I thought you were a Tyrese Maxi guy. You're going you're switching your Tyrese affiliation <laughs> from Maxi to Halliburton? Can I have all of the Tyrese's please? I, I mean I mean <laughs> even the supermodel? I mean if you get the reference, I'm not your baby boy. I'm just a real McCoy. <laughs> hey. Well done. That being said, I just wanted to run through really quickly why you should care about this game that's happening tomorrow. I think five o'clock local time, I believe, in Ella Vegas. And that is this. You can see how much it means to these players. You can just see how they care. LeBron showing up extra early, like a playoff game yesterday, getting to work in. He's not doing the whole runway thing. He's wearing a white tee. Ooh, I think they like me. And the white tee. He's doing a white tee and jeans, pregame, all kinds of stuff. He's bombing from deep yesterday. This game means something to one of the best to ever do it. You should care about that. Everyone loves winning and money. You can say that about anything. Sure. Do you like to win? Yes. Do you like money? Yes. Do you have a lot of money? Yes. Do you like more money? Yes. Doesn't matter. I'm going to a Christmas party tomorrow night. All those applicable. (laughs) LeBron, I don't care. LeBron sneezes 500K, but you know what? He wants more. He wants more. Yeah. Got to take care of uh, all of his all them kids yeah, yeah. and all the things. Don't we all? He's stingy. He wants more. Yeah. So what all I'm saying here is Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers, they've never really won anything. They want to win. LeBron wants to win. AD, I guess, wants to win. LeBron wants to win, so he wants to win. It's also been a really cool chance to see all these young teams and these small market teams. We got to see a lot of New Orleans. We had to see a lot of Indy in the last few days. And that's cool. I mean, typically we're just seeing the like the Lakers, the Knicks, the Celtics, the Bucks, these types of teams. So hey, I've fallen in love with Tyrese Halliburton in the last few days and, and you should too. So it's been a great, great uh, kind of endeavor watching this unfold. And the last thing is I heard someone mention this somewhere and I can't attribute it because I don't recall where, but 
it's been a playoff type experience for these teams and they're kind of building these things kind of this is the malaise where before right before christmas these teams don't really you know they're kind of going through the motions here you've got a billion games left it seems like but some of these teams hey elimination game this is kind of getting them juiced this Mm -hmm. is kind of giving them a feel of like hey when it gets down to the shit in april may june a bit of a precursor we can go back to this this experience so that's what i'm 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 juiced on and excited about for in season tournament. Another thing, really quickly, Tyreek Hill, 519 yards away from 2000. He said he was going to do it at the beginning of the year. He's getting the closer. cheetah. The cheetah. The cheetah. What a nickname and so apt. And on that note, I'm going to pose this to you, JK. Is no, I'm going to pose it to you. Oh, all right. Do it. Is he the fastest player in NFL history? Can you remember watching somebody run? And thinking they're faster than Tyreek Hill. Now, I'm going to give you a second to ponder, and then let me think. Can I think of someone faster, watching someone faster on TV or in person faster than Tyreek Hill? Hmm. Few and far between. It is. I mean, he's in the category. Who's? Who, do you have anybody? Does anyone jump out? You got an answer? Here are the names that come to mind, and then I'll give you my answer. Go. Prime himself. Deion Sanders. Sure. Moved Mm -hmm. so smoothly, Mm -hmm. effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Washington's own Daryl Green. Okay. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson pretty fast. I got a great Bo Jackson story watching him play baseball for the Chicago White Sox versus the Toronto Blue Jays in 1993. I want to hear it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a great Bo Jackson story. Randy Moss? Yeah, Randy Moss is good. That that one hits. 757 Virginia Tech's own Michael Vick. Ooh. I think I think Michael Vick is one of the most athletic people that we've seen on our screens for the last 20 years. I think I think Tyreek is faster than him. Recency bias be damned. I agree with you. I think yeah. Tyreek moves yeah. fast. Just the like the quick cuts and like yeah. just the yeah the get off from him. Yeah, I think is faster than yeah. all of these guys. This next level. You think Tyreek could be a sprinter, like a track sprinter? I think he could. He's not Usain Bolt level. I mean, like in his heyday. I'm I'm not talking about Usain Bolt like right now, but. Uh, Noah Lyles and shout out to USA Track, but I think that. Think well, the funny there. thing is, I his, think he's there. I think in the right events, yes, his form is terrible. He he has awful form. It's okay. it's it's not textbook. But I think if he cleaned it up, bro. Yeah. But but I would say the same about if you put Usain Bolt in trying to run like Tyreek's yeah. routes, right. Trying to run like a no chance fifteen yard out or something no chance yeah exactly so it's it's a different skill set but I think um, Tyreek's the guy and let's see if he can he can uh, achieve that two thousand yard mark which will be unheard of un- unheralded uh, new territory speaking of that as well Matt Lafleur the Green Bay Packers coach is sixteen and zero in December and I just wanted to point that out but it's a long December. <laughs> It is. But I just wanted to point out the fact that the pack is resurgent and the 
that's significant. Like as much as flack as we've given him in the pack, sixteen and zero in December is pretty cool. Like that's closing time. You think of like Tom Brady, but hey, yeah, I, you know what, JC, you're right. But I'm so caught up in Shohei that Shohei didn't land today. I'm still uh, still <laughs> fucking with, still fucking with me. I know. I understand. I understand. Oh man, well, Matt Lafleur. Matt LaFleur. Sounds like a character in a Jim Carrey film, but hey, he's getting stuff done. He's getting stuff done. We'll see what happens with the pack this weekend. That, my friends, is another episode of the Sports Class with Justin Jamal. Thanks for joining us as always. If you haven't done so, please follow us on Instagram at the Sports Gloss. Gotta give a shout out to our friends over at BetStamp. Signupexpert.com slash SG. Sign up. Make some money this weekend. Buy some gifts. Put your tree up. Do all those things. A little, Jake, a little extra money in the pocket from the old bet stamp might uh, help facilitate that. Yeah, man. I would bet on Tyreek to make these 2,000 yards. Uh-huh. I would bet on the Lions, Texans, uh-huh. and the Saints to win this weekend. Hey, if you're feeling frisky... I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I said it here. They're banged up. They're on the on the wane here. But that's just a little bit of inside advice on the I way like out here. I like that. Yeah. As always, if you bet on Betstamp and you win, hey, slide us our piece. That's all we're asking. <laughs> Take a couple of points, a couple percentage points. I'll slide them our way. Just a little taste like Big Dom, you know? <laughs> Thanks as always. JK, what do we say to the people? Survive and advance. Peace.